Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. It is my absolute pleasure to have Jennifer on the podcast today. She is a USATF coach for track and cross country, and she's a phenomenal woman. So welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, before we get started and talk a little bit about you and your journey in life and in running, um, I would love it if you'd give the listeners a little more background on who you are, Jen. I really have a hard time describing myself by like the different roles in my life. So whether that be a mom or a wife, because I feel like we don't usually interview men the same way. Um, so I've been avoiding describing myself that way. So I'll start off by saying I'm a runner and it's been a part of my life since I was in the eighth grade. Um, in college, I even went to, went on to study exercise science because I just became so passionate about understanding how exercise affected the human body and how you could learn to become a better runner. Um, by taking care of yourself and the psychology behind it. Um, but after college, I ended up um, actually competing for an Olympic development team for a couple of years in Boston. Uh, the group was called Reebok Boston, which has since re-emerged uh, in the last year. Um, that team has started up again. And I did that for a couple of years and then decided that I had had enough and wanted to really get into a real career. So at that point, I was looking for a job in the exercise science industry, and it was a really hard time, and I really just couldn't find like a good fit. So I ended up getting a job in finance, and I was doing legal and compliance work because I, in college I had taught a statistics class. Uh, after taking the statistics class, the professor asked if I would be his teaching assistant, and then the professor just didn't really show up to class. So myself and another TA um, taught the class. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so that sort of led me into finance, which is just crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So I did that for quite a few years. It was the better part of 10 years. I worked in finance doing legal and compliance and data, and... I really enjoyed it a lot, actually. It was very challenging. Um, basically, we, we handled the ethical side of finance. So um, a broker um, would come up with a presentation, and I would take a look at it and make sure that it was fair and balanced and had all the proper disclosures and the proper data. And so I did that for quite a while. Um, but after... My second daughter was born. Um, I decided to um, go out on my own and start my own business. And I launched a handmade business and sold my items on Etsy for another 10 years. Wow. What were the handmade items? Uh, so I made, yeah, no, I made uh, handbags and accessories. Wow. Uh, so zipper pouches and little like whimsical bags. And, cool. Uh, and I made them all from scratch too, like sewing machine and um, I learned photography and marketing and um, a lot of different elements to having your own business. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Um, the kids kind of got a little bit busy. So doing all of those elements of a job 
was really becoming impossible because the kids were going here and there and they seemed to be home more than they were at school um, with days off and vacations and all this stuff. So I decided to um, stop my handmade business and I gave myself a couple of years to really kind of sort things out and see where my passion truly lies. And that's where I decided to go back to school and um, become a USATF certified coach. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy the winding road that we go on. And I love that you mentioned in the beginning um, that you, you know, you don't like to introduce yourself in just one way and, and put yourself in just one box, even though, of course, it's a, a big part of who you are. But it's just so important and valuable for you to be putting out there that we as women, oh, there are so many layers of who we are. And one of my big things that I talk about all the time on the podcast is that I really love for women to recognize and realize that they don't have to be just one thing, that it is okay to be a wife and a mom and follow your passion and do many other things with your life. And so I love that. I love your story. And um, I love that you shared how you kind of came back to uh, running and decided to become a coach. So I think all of that is super awesome. Um, And I'm sure there are some bumps along the way, um, Jen. So fill us in on some of the struggles that you faced along that journey. You know, um, I don't really talk about this too much, but like, you know, it's coming into the world, there were actually some really big bumps. Um, my biological father, uh, he left my mom just, so I had an older brother and she was pregnant with me and just kind of like walked out He'd come walking back in, and then finally my mom was just like, you know, no, enough's enough, and left him. And uh, so it's like, you know, I feel like that sort of moment in time really can have a very long-term effect on a person, their values, um, sort of, I don't know, just their path and their determination. So I feel like because that happened so much of my life has been about proving myself because I feel like he wasn't there. He didn't get to see all the great things that I was. Um, and it really hurt. You know, Mm -hmm. I actually have an amazing stepfather. Um, he came into my life when I was four years old and he was awesome. He's just like, he's like this, big bear of a guy and he was so much fun and he made me laugh so much and he was just he was awesome like I couldn't have actually picked a better dad um but it doesn't take away the sting of the first one leaving (laughs) you know it's you can have like everything be perfect but it doesn't change the reality of things either so yeah. And you know, this is, it's, it's really interesting to talk about this, right? Because you take us way back to your beginning to when you like entered this world and what happened and the, the events surrounding that and how it shaped you as a person. And I think um, it's valuable to hear your story. And it's also valuable for us to remember that sometimes there are things that happen in a person's life that we have no way of knowing, right? We, we do not know the struggles someone's been through, even at the time they were born that have shaped them. So we need to give people grace and understand that the journey is so much more complex than, than we realize, you know, and how awesome it is that at four, you had this like fantastic man um, come in and become your stepdad. That's, 
That's pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, so the journey of proving yourself. Tell us a little bit more about that. Do you feel like you're still chasing after that, Jen? Or do you feel like you've kind of risen above it or have come to terms with it? Tell us a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I almost feel like that's just the fabric of who I am. Like, I'm incredibly hard on myself, but not for too long, you know? So, like, I kind of have a, a belief that, um, like, even when I share my hardest days, you know, on Instagram, that I don't, like, go on and on and on and on about it. Like, I allow myself 24 hours to be mad. Right. Right. I know. And I think it's important to, to feel those emotions, like you said. Yeah. It really, like, it hasn't changed. Like, I still, you know, I still want to excel. I still want to do great things at any age that I'm at. Um, and, you know, so, like, last year, for example, 2019 um, was a really rough year for me athletically. Um, well, and physically as well. So, I was doing all the things right. So I was eating right. I was training right. Um, All those elements of training were going really well for me, but I had other things happen personally. So um, I was diagnosed with um, basal cell skin cancer, uh, which is not life-threatening, but it's very invasive. So um, the skin cancer sort of grows roots beneath the surface of the skin and it can be really deep and painful. So I had surgery to remove, um, one of my face and one of my chest. And, but I decided that I wasn't going to let that stop me from racing and doing all those things. And so I continued to press on and, um, and it, it kind of backfired a little bit. Um, I got a stress fracture in my foot and then, um, my house was under construction and uh, my dog broke his back and was paralyzed. Oh. But, yeah, so, like, you know, those were the bumps just in 2019. And, you know, I was determined to just, like, go press on forward through it. And the problem is, is that stress is stress is stress. It doesn't matter. Like, the human body has a limit to how much it can handle. And I was walking a very thin line. I didn't back off of my training and sort of listen to the other things were going on in my life because the training was actually going so well. It's not like training was going poorly. Right. It's fantastic. Um, so I kept pressing on anyway and ended up with um, multiple stress fractures over the course of 2019. Um, so 2020 um, comes along and I'm just healing. So things are finally starting to calm down. Um, I wasn't racing or doing any of those things. I was giving my body finally the months that it needed to heal. And, um, and then everything sort of shut down, I guess. Yes. And continues to be shut down. And so how have you pivoted through that, Jen? Do you have any strategies that you've used that have been helpful that you'd like to put out there for other women? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is that it's, you know, it becomes uh, almost like a turning point for you to, like, rewrite your story. Um, So for me, it actually, the entire world shifted to online school. And for the first time, I was like, well, I'm home. I can do online school. This is great. Um, 
Whereas before, all of these classes that I wanted to take were away at some resort location. And I was like, well, I can't really do that. And I have to think that a lot of people um, can't do that, whether it's because of their family situation, whether it's because of an economic situation. Like That's asking a lot to pay for the class, pay for a hotel, pay for transportation to be there and ignore everything, every other responsibility in your life for five days. Like, not too many people can do that. But right. there is a way to sort of balance the online school with the remaining hours of the day. You're now still in your place, and you're able to still get the other stuff done that's required of you. So, yeah, you're, you're doing two things, you know, um, but it's able to do that rather than, you know, picking your bags up and going away for vacation to, to learn. Um, not too many people I think can do that. And what I've seen at least in the online, um, forums for this USATF coaching is the volume of people who are signing up to do it is enormous. Like it's just, it's mind boggling how many people are now taking the classes because they can, which I think is amazing for the sport. Um, the number of women that I'm seeing, um, that I know personally that are also taking the classes, like this is fantastic. Um, it's fantastic for former coaches to get the education that they finally need in order to become a better coach. Um, but it's also bringing a lot of new faces to the possibility of, um, you know, becoming a good coach with right. good foundations and, Right. Yeah. And I know we were talking before we taped on just how, um, how amazing it is and important it is to bring women into these roles as coaches for USATF. Um, and just, you know, that it's needed and perhaps this is the moment in time that the shift will take place. Right, Jen? That's right. I mean, there, there really are a lot of, um, older coaches, uh, especially at the collegiate level. Um, and at least I've heard from other collegiate coaches, uh, that there's over the next couple of years, um, there's going to be a very big shift. Um, and those coaches are looking to retire um, and not, you know, like in well-deserved. I mean, they've been coaching probably since they were in their thirties and now they're in their, you know, seventies and it's time. Yeah. And so I'm glad that these opportunities, uh, you know, and hopefully um, the athletic directors will encourage and, um, and hire more female coaches. Uh, I saw a survey that alluded to less than 20% um, of track and field coaches are women. Right. And, and there's such a need because there are a lot of women in the sport. And it's just, yeah, I think it's it's really powerful. And so anyone out there who's listening today and has considered it, um, you know, listen to Jen and these opportunities exist. And, um, you know, Jen, there are a number of amazing things that I've seen on your feed um, on Instagram. But one of them applies to this for anyone who's considering getting into coaching Um and it, it, it's, you know, it's one that I've heard many times before, but um, the quote is, isn't it easier to stay where it's comfortable? 
but getting uncomfortable is where the growth happens. So we would encourage yeah. all those women, you women out there to push, whether it's coaching, coaching, and you're, you're going to delve into that or something else in your life um, that you're waiting to do. Listeners, today is the day. Um, so yeah, thank you for that feedback. Uh, I really appreciate it, Jen. Um, any other suggestions or strategies or positive words of advice you'd like to give women um, who are listening today? Um, well, from the running perspective, I really think that running, walking, just physically moving your body, um, giving it grace when it's not having a good day, um, you know, just basically making yourself a well-rounded person, uh, is sort of the key to enjoying life a long time from now, you know, it's, it's so important to care for yourself and, and treat yourself nicely and the way that you would treat a friend. And, um, you know, I feel like, especially this time, you know, I've heard that there's such an increase in consumption of alcohol and depression and, you know, people are very afraid of, you know, going outside and, you know, being around people and it's just in and my heart breaks for all of those people. And, you know, if you can safely go out and go for a walk around your block, um, you know, I'd encourage people to try and get out and do that. And, um, it's just, it can just make you feel so much better about things and, you know, try and I've personally have set some limits for myself on social media. Um, I have, I, I did. I, I set time limits on it because I found like I would just fall into this trap of just because I love reading and I would read everyone's stories and, you know, and, and I enjoy that. I enjoy connecting with people and following their stories. But at the same time, you have to be mindful of, you know, how much you're doing and, you know, is that affecting who you are and your own well-being? Because not everything that you're reading right now, you know, is positive. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of negativity out there as well. Yeah, I totally agree. And this this idea of really striving to sort of invest in all facets of who we are as people, right, to invest in um, making ourselves well-rounded is, I, I love how you put it, will help us to enjoy our lives for the long haul, right? Um, it's not just about yeah. today. It, it's about the rest of our lives and, and making that planned and being mindful about the way that we spend our precious time, the gift of precious time that we can never, never get back. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's excellent advice. And I also want to piggyback on your um, suggestion for people to go out, take a walk, move their body. Couldn't agree more. Um, and it's a nice time to mention ARC, um, which stands for Active, Resolute, and Connected. And it's a nonprofit that um, we just started and is designed to bring women to running. If you've never run before or if you've been a runner for a while but never had access to formal coaching and physical therapy, mentorship, mindfulness, all of these things, check it out. Um, we want to help to bring you to running um, because we really believe in all of the benefits, both mentally and physically. So um, that was a really nice segue way into that too, Jen. Um, but yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I was wondering if you would share with the listeners how they can follow you and um, continue to be motivated by you sharing your authentic um, story. That would be awesome. So on um, all social media, um, Jen St. Jean, so it's 
J-E-N-S-A-I-N-T-J-E-A-N. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, as we move towards wrapping up, I um, I have a few little questions. I call it a positivity push, just to put a few more positive vibes out there um, to our listeners. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now if you're ready. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Um, okay, Jen, a couple things, a couple simple things that bring you joy. Coffee. Yes, me too. My dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Coffee very much brings me joy. Um, my dog, Moxie, um, he's a miniature dachshund, and he is so much fun. Um, <laughs> and And I think, you know, taking time to just sit and read a book. I like it. Awesome. Okay. The next two are complete the sentence. Okay. Um, and so the first one is sort of geared at this um, idea that during this time, um, it is my belief that if we can shift our minds to be more loving and have more love in our daily interactions and towards ourselves, that, that things sort of start to shift in our lives. So that's where this, this one came from. Complete the sentence, Jen. Love changes everything. Because you have to be willing to receive love in order to give love. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, so say a little bit more about that. You have to be willing to receive love before you can give love. Do you feel like some people are closed off to the receiving of love? Yeah, I think so. I think they feel, you know, maybe that they don't deserve it or uh, they're not worthy of it, or maybe something happened um, where they felt rejected uh, or hurt by someone. And so, you know, until we're really able to receive it and know that, you know, those bad days don't define who we are, um, that it's really hard to give love back. And so oftentimes, you know, you, you might, feel hate towards someone who um, maybe is sharing something positive um, because you feel like, well, why, why do they get to have the good stuff and I don't? Um, but I really think that's sort of telling from, you know, where you are um, in your own state of mind and that if you can't receive it, so when someone gives you a compliment or uh, maybe it's hard to even receive a hug um, that, you know, those kinds of things, you know, working on ourselves and our own self-love uh, is so, so important. And I cannot stress enough that if you're having a hard time uh, finding a psychologist to work with, you know, even if it's, you know, not a long-term thing, maybe it's just, you know, you're stuck in a little rut and you just need a little help getting out of it. Um, having someone who's not like intimately involved with you, meaning like, you know, yeah, it's nice to talk to your mom or a spouse or, you know, a best friend, but, you know, in some ways they're going to be a little guarded in how they respond to you because, you know, they don't want to hurt you um, as opposed to an unbiased person who's just going to be straight up tell you, well, you know, the way that I see it is that you're stuck here and here's how we're going to get through this obstacle together. Um I just think it's so important and there's no shame in it. I mean, you know, if you had an ankle injury, you would go see an orthopedic and say, Hey, I have this ankle injury. I, I just, I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. Um, and sometimes, you know, when we've exhausted all the possible things, you know, the, the best thing that we could do for ourselves is get help. 
Yeah, such awesome words of advice. And I love the elaboration there and how um, how we all have to be willing to do the work on ourselves sometimes. We don't even realize that. If, we are, if you are today listening and you feel just angry and maybe hateful, I mean, I, you know, we do sometimes, that is your cue that there are some things going on within you that, you know, you, you need to figure out. And sometimes it's okay to ask for help. There is no shame in asking for help. We all could probably use some, some help navigating these times. So really, really powerful words that you shared there, Jen. Um, thank you for that. And um, yeah, so one last question here. Um, one last complete the sentence. Um, and it's this. Complete the sentence, Jen. Never forget. Where you came from. Yeah. Never forget where you came from. Yeah. I love it. Um, and let that guide you through. Um, and it sort of leads me to another one of my favorite little quotes that I saw on your page. Um, and it's by Nikita Gill. Um, and the end of the quote reads, we are all just stars that have people names. Um, and to me that it just indicates our own inner value and worth. Even if you're not feeling it today, listeners, you are all worthy. Um, so I thank you so much for coming on today, Jen. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was great to, to talk to you and, um, you know, and I, I try to, you know, I have hard days just like everybody else. Um, and that I do try to find the, the positivity in, in everything, even when things are hard, you know, say, okay, well, you know, you have this setback, but you know, let's work through this and here's how we'll rise again. Yes, absolutely. And Um, I appreciate you letting me share that. Absolutely. And I think it's a great message for people to hear. Um, It doesn't mean those of us out there that are trying to spread positivity and love, it doesn't mean we don't have the hard days, listeners. Um, What it means is that we're choosing to try to find the positivity um, and we're choosing to kind of move forward the best we can uh, with grace. So yeah, thanks again so very much. And thank you listeners for being here. Um, We hope that this interview gave you a little insight, motivation, strategies. um, And remember that um, making yourself that well-rounded person that you want to be is really essential. So we encourage you um, to go out and do one thing towards that today. And we also know that we are so much stronger together and connected. We can rise. We can rise.